Hey toy family, welcome to the Marsham Toy Hour where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. So we head off last week. Man, it is potent in here. Uh, we're selling the potent. house. Okay, so we're, we're selling the house and this weekend it's going to be the open house in which we're a little stressed out about that. But So we had the carpets cleaned and uh, in this little studio that I have, it's like 270 square feet or whatever. But the aroma of the carpet cleaning is very, very strong. Oh, really? I didn't know it left a scent. It didn't in the house. But for some reason in this room, it's been trapped or something. And it's, mm. I might get a little sick by the end of this episode. It's, <laughs> oh, no. It, no, I'm not kidding. It's really, it's really strong. Um, oh, that's right. You don't have any f- windows. No, no. There's two windows in here. I just don't have them open. I got, I got the fan going. I'll survive. Oh, I'll make it through. Don't pass that it's, on me, Gary. It's clean smell. That's what it is. It's a detergent clean smell. So mm. I'll survive. Anyways, we're we're down a man. We're, we're missing George again this week. I feel like we haven't. We actually, we haven't. We haven't talked to George in about three weeks now. And I'm a little bummed, too, because, like, we missed a week, and I feel like some big stuff happened in the scene <laughs> that caused a lot of chatter, and yeah. people wanted to hear George's opinion, and he's not here. I know. I, I, there's going to be disappointing to uh, a lot of people to know that George isn't on this one because I want to know George's opinion too on some of these topics. So some big things happened last week. They were talked about quite a bit on forums, not forums, but Facebook groups and stuff. So a lot of people, you know, it's old news. It's, it's been discussed pretty heavily, but uh, we're going to try to touch on it a little bit for anyone who may not be familiar. So first up, one of the big things that happened last week was Super Plastic announced that Janky Series 2 is in the works and should be dropping very soon. And how is it going to drop? It's going to drop a Kickstarter, just like the first one. So... Uh, Teresa, rewind to a week and a half ago to when you learned this news. And what was your initial thoughts when you learned that Super Plastic was going to do another Kickstarter? It, so initial reaction was a little surprised um, just because Kickstarter to me is more of a kickstarting platform. I'm used to it being for kickstarting a new company or a brand new product, not necessarily being repeated. So it just surprised me a little bit. But now that I've had time to kind of simmer and settle in my brain it's it's kind of like okay sure they'll do kickstarter this does time. it turn Let's you off it. in any sort of way are you excited uh, for it no i mean i definitely i don't think the the same hype is there for me as it was the first go around because everything was so new with the company and artists they were pulling back in and, and all of that yeah i remember like paul budness was coming back from a long hiatus he was the founder of kid robot and then uh, Hucky, who announced pretty much his retirement, and then he came back with Paul to form a new company. So that was a pretty magical time. We didn't expect that to happen, and a lot of us were wanting to support it. It was very exciting, a very, an extremely well-run campaign. So yeah, I, I think initially for me, it was a little disappointing to hear us go Kickstarter because I'm kind of like you. I want to use Kickstarter to help a new venture get its legs, and then after that, I kind of would like to see them try to walk on their own. But again, I, I get why they're using Kickstarter. It's a great platform. It was extremely successful for them the first time around, so why not use it again? And honestly, it really does benefit the designer toy scene. I mean, they get great exposure there. It brings in a lot of new eyes to the toy scene. So in really all in all, it's a great thing that they're going Kickstarter again. Yeah, and I mean, 
there's a lot of benefits to doing Kickstarter again. I'm sure they're going to do Kickstarter exclusive again, and they'll get a good sense of how much to produce and all that good stuff. So although at first I was like, oh, like why? Like just release it, right? Like just put the second series out there. But hopefully it's fun. No, it's going to be a very fun, fun campaign. There's no doubt about that. It's just what you pointed out, that just disappointing nature of it being a pre-order scenario again. It's just... I, I'm not excited about doing the whole backing thing and then waiting six to nine months. I'm just not a pre-order guy. I see it. I want it. I want to give you my money, and I want it on my my shelf that next week. I, I hate the wait. So, um, But I know they. what we do know is they delivered on the first campaign a phenomenal quality. They delivered on time, and really the only disappointment that I've heard of was no dis- – you know, everyone loved the toys – the disappointment was that the Limon and Dolly Oblong Jenkies never got produced. And that's, you know, a lot of us back that came campaign because of those two designs. But other than that, it was a pretty much near flawless campaign and everyone was extremely excited for it. So I'm looking forward to watching the second one. Am I going to partake? I don't know. There's definitely been some designs, Squeak, Julie West, Tato. There's definitely designers that I love and I want to own. I just... I'm not excited for the pre-order blind box thing again. It, yeah, I, I'm not going to be so huge. I don't think into the whole blind box, blind box aspect, just because I think in a way it's good. They're really good about mixed series, but usually that means there's only a couple designs that grab me. So I'm not sure like if I want to go that route, but it'll be interesting to see the different tiers and exclusives they'll do. And uh, if one grabs me or not. So, yeah. We'll know soon because we have found out since they announced that the Kickstarter is actually going to begin May 7th, which is uh, this coming Tuesday, yep. which is tomorrow. <laughs> well, you know, but anyway, so yeah, we'll, we'll find out very soon what it is and how it'll be. And I, I I'll be shocked if it doesn't fund, but, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it compares to their first go at it. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of us were kind of looking forward to is how it compares to the first one, because it's it's hard to imagine it'll do as good, but if it does, wow, that'll be absolutely fantastic. That's crazy, but uh, you know, I, I imagine it's probably going to do maybe a little less because there's a lot of people hesitant about supporting the Kickstarter the second go round. Uh, like you said, some of the magic is lost, but I have no doubt that the marketing is just so good. I think they're going to ramp up the hype and the excitement for this all over again. Um, so we'll see. I, I like you said, it's it. It's, by the time people are listening to this, the campaign's probably up and running, so we'll have a good idea of what's going on. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Well, and so since they first really – they revealed now they're doing Kickstarter, but the other thing that's been cool since we first learned that news is now they've been doing a bunch of reveals. So we have actually been able to see some of the people that are going to be in the series, and I think it's been really interesting because it's a really interesting mix. There's – some repeats from series one there's some new names that we're very familiar with in our scene and then there's a handful that i have never heard of at all yeah there's some ones that i'm not familiar with but it's a great list and so well, let me ask you this so we don't know that the entire list has been announced so do you think we're going to end up seeing the jason lamone or dolly oblong design from series one make its way into series two or do you think they've just completely moved on from producing those designs what's your best guess Good question. I mean, I'm really bummed that they weren't made, and I, I really hope that there's a chance they'll come to life at some point. 
but I don't feel like they'll be in series two. I, I don't have a sense that that's going to happen. Maybe down the line we'll see it in a future series, or maybe we'll see it in a larger version. I feel like they should be doable. I want them to, to be doable, but but yeah, I don't know. And it's really hard. I think that's the tricky thing about Kickstarter, right, and following it, since we saw some of the designs uh, revealed and then not make it into the series. I would hope it doesn't happen this go-around. I think they've probably learned um, and got a better understanding kind of what, what they can and cannot do. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised if that happened again, but... No chance. I think they've learned their lesson. There's, there's, I'm confident everything they show us this time around is going to be 100% produced. And I'm with you. I don't think that Jason Among or Dolly Oblong is going to show its face in uh, the second Kickstarter go-around or, or second series. I think it would be unbelievable if it was. It'd bring a lot of smiles to faces, but I just don't see that happening. I think, uh, well, we'll find out. Time will yep. tell. Campaign starts this week, so we'll find out. So let's move on from Super Plastic. What else do we have? Okay, so yeah, again, something that was talked a lot about, but we saw that Kid Robot uh, decided to get involved with Sonic and make some what wacky pack kids meal toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I kind of want to talk about kids meal toys in general. First, we can talk about this whole Kid Robot thing. Uh, I think it's really cool because I, we, I know you and I have kind of on the side always kind of enjoyed kids meal toys and sort of got into a certain few on the side um so it's really interesting to see kid robot bring their cells into the game so to speak yeah it's interesting because we did see a lot about this on the groups and there's definitely some mixed feelings throughout the community as to these being kids meal toys and i understand totally both sides of it some people are excited about it because it's going to open potentially new doors and eyes to the scene they say and some other people are saying especially the veterans of the designer toy scene feel this is you know hurting the artistic integrity of the platform that they love which is mainly the dunny you know they, if it had this just been using the labbit and money i think people would have thought this was awesome and they would have no issues with it but because it's using the revered dunny they're afraid it's the dunny platforms is is being cheapened they're afraid that the artistic integrity and dignity of that platform is being lost a little bit and uh i gotta say i don't know i went and picked some up and are you familiar with bathtub toys Teresa? yeah Okay, so that's kind of best way to describe the toys that you can pick up at Sonic in the kids' meal. They're uh, very malleable, squished toys. You can I actually have a video up in our group. I have a video, and I'm showing the, the 4-inch Dunny and the Labbit. And you can just crush these things in your hand, and they suck the air back in, and they reform their shape. They're nothing like your 3, 5, 8-inch Dunny. Completely different quality. These are $1 toys. I want to say these are toys. These are not art toys. These are not, you know, something that you're going to see in a gallery or the MoMA or anything. These are just toys cheaply produced for kids' meals. So you have to cut it some slack in that regard. But I have to say, the ones I picked up for a buck, I like much more than I thought I was going to. I think I really actually dig them. They're up on my shelf, and I'm going to keep them. Um, and I, I would, you know, I'm not going to run back and get the others. The others don't appeal to me. But the two that I got, the... Corn Dog Dunny and the Blue Coconut Labbit are fantastic, and I kind of like that there's some squishability to them. So I like them, and the thing that I like about them most is the 4-inch unique size. The 4-inch Dunnies don't exist, and I know when I did a Dunny trivia contest when Igor was on, I screwed up and said, and I said that 4-inch Dunnies existed, and I predicted the future. I was correct all along. (laughs) Sure. 
But yeah, and I think it's interesting too. They're they're one part pieces, right? Versus like articulation and all that. Exactly. Yeah, no articulation. It's a one part mold. Well, and so I I have a Sonic near me, but I haven't had a chance to go by and visit. And I wasn't even sure if I wanted to because like I kind of had mixed feelings. But I was like, all right, like it doesn't bug me that they're doing this. But I, like I don't have any interest, right? But now that I've seen your video. It was so intriguing to me because I was like, eee, like I did not expect them to be squishy. So now I really want to pick one up just to kind of like see it and feel it in hand. Um, and back to just, I guess, the, the the feelings of it, you know, from the scene. I mean, I get the concern about the Dunny being included. I mean, I totally hear where people are coming from that while we've seen Kid Robot evolve over time and, and do a lot more licensed work, we've always had Dunny as our thing. They haven't, they've left that as the art focused, designer toy focused thing they produced, artist driven. And so when we saw the Batman Dunnies come out and now this, this sort of kids meal uh, toy use of the Dunny, I think just a lot of people get concerned and, and, and worry about what that means for for what they do for us. But for me personally, I, I mean, I don't see it having a negative effect, and I don't see that meaning that they're going to stop suddenly doing all the, the work they're doing with Dunny today. So um, I'm not worried. I, I think it's interesting and exciting, and it's a fun way to pull the kids in. And, and it seems like a totally fun-approved kid toy, right? The fact that they're these squishy bath toys. Now you can go stick a dunny on your shelf, and if your little kid's grabbing for it, you can let him have it because he's not going to hurt it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And there's no fear there. But, yeah, so it's an interesting move. It's Yeah, it's not high quality. I understand why some people are disappointed by the move. But for me personally, it's not going to change my opinion of the – uh, artist designs or I think it's going to affect the value of Dunnies going forward. I think it's just, it's a different avenue for Kid Robot. You know, they were bought out by NECA. NECA was probably not looking to use Kid Robot only for designer toys. They were looking for them to do licensing and pop culture and, you know, probably get a much uh, larger presence in the big box stores. And I think this is an interesting avenue and way for them to reach that younger new audience that just that's not us you know they're trying to get brand recognition early on with with kids so what better than a kid's meal uh get that name recognition with the kid robot name so next time they walk into a target or walmart and they see that yummy world with kid robot name on it the kids are probably maybe gonna put some recognition there and want that toy too so it's um yeah, it's just a, it's just a marketing move. I'm no marketing major, but I'm sure there was a lot of a thought put in, put on this by uh, Kid Robot's part, and I'm sure they know that our scene and community was gonna gripe and bitch about this. So it's something that's probably not news to them, and I think it's something that we're gonna adjust to. And also keep in mind, anything that seems like that has collectability, those things usually do end up becoming Happy Meal toys or Kids Meal toys at some point, whether it's Hot Wheels or Beanie Babies or Barbie. Barbie, yeah. exactly. I mean, they're never the kids' meal versions are never the same quality as the, the the actual toys. It's like you know, Hot Wheels. They've you know been in tons of different kids' meals out there, but they're never die cast. They're never good. They're always cheap plastic. But there's Hot Wheel collectors out there, and I'm sure they don't even give the yeah. kids' meal toy versions the time of day. So yeah, and I mean. 
I don't even think that would have been part of the conversation if the dunny hadn't been included. I think it's purely because the dunny was included along with the lappets and the monies. So, and I get it. I completely hear where people are coming from, but I guess I'm just kind of sitting back and saying, you know, they did it. It's a thing and I'm not worried about it. I don't, the stuff that we love from the artist standpoint, I don't see that stopping. I, I mean, they, they clearly are, do, are committed to it. And we've even been seeing, been seeing some really cool things with the collaborations they've been doing with, uh, like lock nesters and, yep. and just like the, the you know, so yeah, they've done lots of great collaborations I, I and they made some great decisions with it. So I think where our, our community is concerned is just, they love this platform. Designers want to design for it. Customizer primarily only want to customize the, the dunnies. You know, they, they still dabble in the monies and the labs and stuff like that. But dunny is the one that they, they really want to work on primarily, it seems like. And that's the one that seems to have the most collectability behind it. And uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, collectors are just concerned that the the cachet of the dunny is being, I, I guess, toyed with a little bit, pardon the pun, but it's just, it seems like that's the main concern. So I guess, you know, time will tell if they had reason to be or not. Yep. But, okay, so we rarely get to talk kids' meal toys on the show, <laughs> Gary. Yes. And uh, interestingly enough, along with this kid robot news, you know, we had David Horvath on earlier this season and um, Ugly Dolls, the whole movie is starting to ramp up. I think it actually may be. We're going to go may see it. This, yeah, we're going to go see it Sunday. OK, yeah. but um, did you see that there were some really fun Ugly Doll Happy Meal toys that they were, of course, not in the U.S., but other countries are releasing? How annoying is that? We can't get them. It seems like every other country can get these. But yeah, no, I saw them. I think they're fantastic. I commented on them. And uh, what I really like about them, so those not familiar, they're pretty much all white figures with some black ink outlines for the, the mouth and the eyes. But other than that, it's kind of like a DIY toy that you can get in, a, in the McDonald's Happy Meals. But what's nice about it is the hands are positioned to where it can hold the drawing utensils you can just put on your desk and it can hold your crayon or your pencil or whatever. They're pretty cool. I like them. It reminds me of that Crayola series that Kid Robot did. Exactly. Do you remember that one? Yep. Yeah. And I thought that was fun too. Like I like the idea that you could uh, swap in a, a pencil or pen of your choice Yeah. for it to just sit on your desk. It'd be cute. Like too at bad. Home or you can't get one. I know. And that's the pain. <laughs> like I can't tell you obviously being a collector of cute, there's a lot of cute kids' meal toys out there, especially in other countries, and um, we just don't get a lot of them. But I do have to say the ones that Wendy's does are really good. And recently you turned me on to some really cool build, like build-your-own-car ones. Yes, those are amazing. Six, I think I believe there are six different designs. And anyone who doesn't know, Wendy's makes the absolute best kids' toys. They're very rarely are they licensed. Usually they use a, a lot of freelance designers to design their series. Although a lot of creativity and a lot of fun and thought put into the toy lines and the engineering is great. But so these ones were designed by Chip Wass and yeah, every design is fantastic. Yeah, the designs are fantastic and I had so much fun building them. The quality is really good. You would have no idea that it's paper, but it's like Almost like thick cardboard, I it's guess. It's like a kid's book. Kids' books have that board paper, so it's really thick, 
like sturdy. sturdy. Yeah, very sturdy. That's what I wish the ones for Sonic, the accessories for the Labbit. They're nothing. They're very flimsy. It's a little, It's you know, it's better than paper, but it's not nearly as sturdy as these ones that Wendy's provides. Yeah, and they, oh, they're so fun. I love that they detailed both sides. So what you had was, like, you basically get wheels and some additional plastic parts, but then most of it was this thick cardboard-type paper, and you kind of punch it out. Yep. But what was really cool is they did designs on both the front and back, so the inside and the outside of the vehicles both have designs to it. I don't know. I just had so much fun building it, and they look great, and they move. Like, the wheels obviously move, and... I had to be good because you went out and got all of them and I was, you know, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying not to buy all the things. So I ended up only getting two of them. They're only a dollar. <laughs> Seriously, I would probably pay five, ten bucks for these things if they were in the store. But the fact that I can go to Wendy's and get these and my kids love them. We probably have two, well, two or three sets of all of them. But yeah, they're fantastic. Wendy's and their design and engineering or team is doing a phenomenal job. And when we had... Chris Lee, the beast is back on the podcast. He was kind of letting us know that he designed some in the past, but this month he commented on our Facebook group that stay tuned because May, around May 13th, they're going to be rolling out a new Wendy's toy campaign, which was designed by him and Matt Koffenberg. So I'm really looking forward to those. I know. And he, he's not, he's obviously not able to say any details yet, but I'm really excited. So, you know, it's going to be uh, good. Yeah, and, and I think the fun thing, too, about all this, the whole kids' meal thing is, and I won't lie, I mean, I do order kids' meals, even though it's just for me, but I think it's cool that you can just go up and buy them. Like, when I was buying those cars, I went through the drive-thru to order what I was ordering, and I said, hey, by the way, can I get some of the kids' meal toys? And I told them the names, and they just gave them to me. I was like, okay, you, Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize that you can buy them individually, and McDonald's, Sonic, they seem to have it on their cash registers. The times that I've gone to Wendy's, every time, they seem baffled, and they have no clue that you can do it. So what they usually end up doing is like, oh, let me uh, ring you up a Junior Frosty, and I'll give you the toy for that price. Or sometimes they just hand them to you as well. So. Yeah, for for me, like I had placed an order, and I said, by the way, you know, I was interested in some of the Kizumo toys. I didn't know if I could get some. And they asked for the name, and I don't think they charged me for them. They just, like, gave me my food, and they were like, here, here's the things you wanted. It's like, okay, awesome. cool. The sad reality of Kids Meal Toys, though, Teresa, is probably 95% of them are destined for the trash and landfills. No. I know. I, I You know, because it, it's because the parents, most parents out there, they're not like us. They're not toy collectors. So they just see these toys filling up the back seats of their cars or filling up their kids' toy boxes. So they look at these toys as cheaply made toys, and so they're usually the first ones to get tossed. Killing our, our earth, our you earth? parents. No. Our earth. They should don't. Okay, let's. You talk to well, me. Talk, PSA, talk to me again when you have kids, because I have thrown away probably 90, 95% of the kids' toys that, or kid meals' toys that we've picked up, too. So. Well, try Start donating them to like a, I don't know, like a little kids hospital or someplace where they can just go in a little box and get played with. That's true. Stop killing the York, Gary. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Wendy's, uh, in what, in two weeks, go check it out. And usually these campaigns <gasps> run for what, a month per campaign, something like that? Maybe a month Probably like, more maybe, than that. Maybe two. Yeah, usually about two months. So yeah. yeah. All I would say is if, for those who live 
heard us and we can post the picture or something of these cars we're talking about. But since this new program is about to roll out, those cars are probably going away soon. So if you want them, go get them now. Yes, definitely. Yep. Okay. So can I say that if you don't feel like going to Sonic and buying a $1 Dunny, this Friday you can go to my online store, superham.com, and for the low, low, low price of $650, you too can own a 20-inch Autumn Stag Dunny. How about that? Uh, well, and I will tell them that I highly recommend it because <laughs> I already bought one. So that's, I, that's awesome. I know it arrived when your parents were in town, in town, so you didn't get to fully enjoy it. But what do you think? What was your first impression? Oh, my God. It's, oh, it's awesome. I love it so much. And I'm not just saying that because I'm telling you. Uh, but yeah, it, it of course arrived while I had par- my parents in town. So that made for a fun little awkward encounter of pulling a giant box into my home and having my parents give me, uh, like just blank stare- stares. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing with your stares. money, Teresa? <laughs> well, of course my dad asked, how much did you pay for that? And did you tell <laughs> him? I, no. So I said, <laughs> uh, not that much. And my mom goes, you can just say it's none of your business. So I said, okay, it's none of your business. <laughs> but yeah, I, it was a little weird and hard to enjoy. I was obviously super excited, but, um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, Gary, it's, it's so awesome. Worth every penny. Like I have zero regrets. And like, I don't even know if people realize cause the, the photos are a little hard to tell, I think. But one of my favorite details is that the wood details are actually carved into the dunny. Yeah, every so every single piece, packed. arms, head, body, everywhere, yeah. Yeah, so like the veins and the leaves, all the, uh, the bow tie and the wood grain and all of that, it's carved in details, which I think is so, so cool. And um, there's also a really cool subtle dry brush effect. It doesn't that, show up in the photos. We spent a lot of time going back and forth trying to get that dry brush absolutely perfect. And it, sadly, it's not showing up in the photos that well. But in – and maybe maybe we got to – I don't know. Before your, your sale, you got to post some close-ups of some of that stuff because it does look really, really nice. I mean, in hand, I couldn't be happier. I love this thing. And I don't care that I get weird blank stares from my family. It's totally <laughs> worth it. But yeah, yeah and, and what I, I don't know if people realize either is that the bird dunnies, the little five inchers, are actually separate pieces. So they're not like built in or glued into the piece. They're completely removable. So you could customize them, I guess, if you want. I won't be doing that, but you can move them around or put their toys on there. And the swing is technically removable as well. So it's kind of multi-piece. But um, there's also some really fun details on the back. And I don't know if they showed a lot of picture of those either, Gary, with the cute little leaf tail and the little um, sketches in the wood as if someone like carved into it with the Gary was here and that uh, kid robot. What does it say? Kid robot. KR forever. KR forever. So it's so good. I'm so happy. I'm glad you like them. And I know there's some people that are bummed that they missed out. Um, Maybe they slept on it or, but now that they're seeing photos, I'm starting to see people, you know, saying, they would like that second chance opportunity. So you're going to get that this Friday at my online uh, store, superham.com. What is that? May 10th. I'll try to put them up around 12 Pacific Standard Time. And I'm just going to make them what the retail was. So what was it? 650 shipped. So, and Teresa, your 
the collector. What do you think I should do for the AP? Should I do five inch a five inch Dunnybird Doodle like I did for the little contest that uh, Kid Robot ran? You saw the doodles I did there. Should I do those or I still have the DTA Dunny series Dunnies of the Autumn's three inch Autumn Stag Dunnies that I never released? I can include a set of those with that. So what do you think would be more preferred? Both. No. Greedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, honestly, I think the doodle, on it, not that like if I, we forget about your life and time and all that, you, you've always heard me that I've said that I think it's really cool when people uh, sort of do something unique for APs. And probably most people at this point have had a chance to pick up the three inch stag if they wanted it. That's true. So I'd probably lean the doodles. I think it'd be cool if, if you have the capacity and time to do that. I think that'd be a cool addition. Yeah. And I don't like to just, just spit out doodles. I and mean, you saw the ones that I posted on Instagram. I put some time into those. I went out and oh, bought, no. I bought these Japanese paint markers, Posca. They're fantastic. So they're not going to, you know, bleed or run over time like a lot of the Sharpie sorts, you know, stuff will. So, uh, well, yeah, I can do, I can I do that. So I know, I knew that you were going to do some that you just signed, some doodles and that cut them because it was, uh, it was announced as a thing that was included as part of the pre-order, but I didn't realize you were going to do unique doodles. So when you posted the preview of that Hootler, I just thought all the doodles were going to be Hootlers. I can't believe you did unique ones for all of them. Yeah, I don't mess around. And you won one. So congrats. I know. So I'm I'm really curious. It, I mean, it seems like it'd be really fitting for me to get the Marsham Martian, being that I'm on this podcast. But it'll be interesting to see which they give me. And I am... I am super jealous of the winner of the full-on custom because that purple full-painted Hootler, so nice. Thanks. So, yeah, you went all out. You did so much. Well, I know. It wasn't just me. I mean, Kid Robot was the one that reached out to me and seeing if I wanted to do that. And I thought it was important to, to do a little something extra for the collectors, give half of the people you know that spent that kind of dough on something the, the opportunity to win something a little extra, something a little special. So um, I'm glad that people enjoyed it. But in addition, so in addition to the 20, which one I'll have on my online shop this Friday, I'll also be putting up the other dunnies that I did for the Five Points Fest and DTA Dunny Series, as well as Jasper's. So I will be, I did two Hootler designs for the Jasper series that Martian Toys did. So I will have green and blue Hootlers up there. So anyone who just wants to buy multiples of something, this is the time to do it. And then you can save some money on bulk shipping. I'm so excited you're finally listing the Hootlers. Now, do you think you're going to do sets like a green blue pairing or he's going to list them up separately? You know, I don't know. I haven't figured out the logistics of it yet, but... I'm not going to assume people want signatures, so if you do want a signature, just leave a note and I'll be sure to add it. So if someone wants a, wants a signature, they just need to comment in their order? Yeah, just leave a comment and I'll, I'll sign it then because a lot of people don't want stuff signed. Like me. Right, because well, because you know what happens to Sharpie after a few years, right? You recently experienced that, and you we used to go to conventions with your little dumpling from My Plastic Heart and have artists doodle on it with Sharpies. And what happens to that two years later, Teresa? Oh my gosh, they're so sad now. They they fade, they the color changes, they start to bleed and like uh, feather. All my uh 
And yours, of course, you did a really cute whooper looper dumpling, and it's so sad now. It's like weirdly colored, like it's depressed. I need to bring it back with me so you can re like fix it up. I don't think that <laughs> thing can be saved, but yeah, no, that's why I switched over to the Posca uh, paint markers, just and your or just you know painting with, with a brush and, and paint because I've I've seen what happens to Sharpie doodles and signatures over a period of time. So yeah, I'm I'm done doing that Sharpie stuff. Wise man. Well, okay, so I have one request. One, I'm very excited about the blue hoops. I've been waiting, I think, what, last five points we saw them? I'll tell you what. It's been a while. I'll send you a nice care package. And I'm not doing it. It's because you guys busted my balls on this stuff two weeks ago. I took a lot of shit over that, and I'm not doing that because of this. I'm doing that because I want to I do it for you. <laughs> and can I just say that, like, I was full on joking. Like I had a real, I was just kind of feeding into it because it was fun just to give you a hard time. But like, I know you were. I don't think listeners I, knew that. Just to kind of like clear the air, to be honest, like I was full on joking. I do not expect handouts or freebies at all. Like I just had fun poking at you a bit. But like, I obviously like you're my friend. I like you as an artist. I'm happy to support you. I'm not gonna sit and be like. Hey Gary, why didn't you give me that for free? Like, it's just it's, not me. For me, it's just so. a weird thing to assume someone wants something. I mean, I'm happy to do it for certain things, but at the same time, I don't want to just assume that you want it. Because what if you don't? And then you're not going to say that you don't want it, and then you're just going to stick it in a drawer or closet somewhere. And I, I don't want that. I do just, just We're buy good. it if you want it. I you think know? you and I were good. Okay. But that's awesome if you want to send me them. I would be super excited. No, I'm, but, happy. I'm okay. happy to send it so, to you. I want to pay you in a compliment instead, though, because the, your photo of the 20-inch uh, autumn sag that you received is beautiful. The lighting that you have in your house, like, you should never sell that house. Like, it's, it's such good lighting in that house. And, <laughs> and you it, take beautiful photos. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I, the lighting in this house is really good. I get really good natural light. I, I love have those lights. nice gray walls. I have. That like, was my choice. I picked that color. See, so that's thank good. you. I have off brown walls, which is it's oh, kind poop of poop color. Well, I don't want to say they're poop color. I'm trying to sell the house, <laughs> Teresa. No, it looks good, but <laughs> a, it's just a, a neutral. Paint. It's a neutral brown color. It just doesn't show well in photos. Your gray with the white baseboards always looks so good. Well, thank you. I I actually feel really good because I I've been repainting the house slowly and I picked that. So well I have this this weird sort of like all this toy clutter, but like I'm kind of a minimalist. It's a very weird uh, a thing to work through when I'm trying to style my house. But can I ask you uh, something? What your photos? Is that first snap upload done perfect, or do you spend hours with the editing? Honesty. Okay. <laughs> I've well, seen you at so, five points and how much you stress over uh, posting a single post, image. I don't know why, but posting to Instagram is the most stressful thing ever. <laughs> like it shouldn't be. It should be fun. It always varies, but it's I always way overanalyze. Like I way overanalyze which photo to post and <laughs> do fiddle a lot with it. But like it depends. Like some photos I take like two shots of and I pick one, I edit and I get it up. Like the stag, no joke. Like I took some photos and I was like, eh, and like it was kind of a weird day, weird lighting. Weird. I was like, I don't like those. I'll take some more later. Took another round. Eh, not great. Take some more. Like my, my camera roll is just like stag photos. Because <laughs> like I want to get it right. Like I care. Like 
person I really care. Like I want my photos to be good quality. And so like I feel, so it takes me a bit to get a photo, but then once like, once I, I know what feels right, like I have this, I'll take a photo. I'm like, yes, okay. I'm liking this, but then yeah, I'll sit in Instagram and I'll fit a little bit. And it's not so much that I have to do a lot of editing. It's just like tweaks. Like, cause I, I think we've talked about this before. I don't do any for Instagram. I do everything on the phone. I take my photos on the phone. I do my editing and Instagram. It's just there. And so it's more like, do I have the brightness a little bit? Do I play with the contrast? Like I kind of fiddle back and forth. So it's just like a fiddling process, but I think most of it's in my head. Like it's way more like over- an obsessed process because you're like almost OCD with it. I saw you, I said five points, but it was actually designer con. We went to lunch with you. You took some photos of Elfie in front of designer con we go, so we go to lunch and we're sitting outdoors. So you're not getting, you know, everything looks better in a dark room on a phone, right? So, but you were just right. uploading it to Instagram from sitting outdoors with the sun and then you uploaded it. And I swear for the next hour or two, you were like so disappointed that you uploaded that image the way you did and did the editing. You're like, I did it in the daylight and it doesn't look good. And huh, I can't. I can't update it. <laughs> I know. it's. Like, I get so in my head. Like there are so many times I post it. And then after the fact, I'm like, oh, I could have tweaked it just a little bit here. And it would have been that much better. Cause like, <laughs> I just, I care. And then like now, so what's laughable usually is I'll have those moments of like regret or overanalyzing or being like, oh no, like it's a little bit off. Ah, but then, like, later, like, now I look at that decon photo, I'm like, oh, it was fine. Like, what was I thinking? Like, that was totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a to- I'm a torture. It's like I torture myself for no reason. Speaking of torture, let's move on. We've been torturing our listeners enough with myself promoting. And actually, let's take a break. Let's torture them with some sponsors. So if, if you want to know where to get some toys, we know where to get toys. And we got three great stores to help support. They support us, so please help support them. So there's MyPlasticHeart.com, 3DRetro.com, and StrangeCatToys.com. If you go to MyPlasticHeart, be sure to use our promo code, ToyFam, at checkout if you live in the United States. If you spend $75 or more, you'll get free shipping on that order. And if you go to StrangeCatToys.com, be sure to use our promo code MARSHAM at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off that entire order. Otherwise, if you are in the New York area, you can visit My Plastic Heart. They have a great brick-and-mortar location out there. If you're going to be in town for Five Points Fest, My Plastic Heart is going to have a Shoko Nakazawa show that Friday night before Five Points Fest. If you are on the West Coast, uh, 3D Retro has a brick-and-mortar location out there in Burbank, adjacent California. It's a beautiful store. I haven't been personally, but I've seen photos. It's awesome. George talks about all the awesome mural work on the outside, so it sounds like it's a place to definitely check out if you're in the area. And then for all your latest and greatest in designer toy news, be sure to like and follow SpankyStokes.com and TheToyChronicle.com and download the Toy Chronicle app at any one of your favorite app stores. All right, so what's next on the topic docket? Okay, so yeah, we were chatting. We, we did kind of start chatting a little bit of Five Points, but there's a TTE going on now and Five Points coming up. I'm going to talk about some of that. Goodness. Yeah, so Five Points Fest is... Fast approaching. VIP. Can you believe it's less than a month away, Gary? Isn't that crazy? It's like three weekends away now. I'm excited. I am booked. I'm ready to roll. I cannot believe it's now 
this close. I'm getting excited. I, hopefully the listeners, if you're listening, hopefully you guys have already bought your passes. The VIP passes are now available. And actually, Teresa, this week they announced what the VIP toy is going to be. That's something that we've been looking forward to. And what is it? It's a Quix. And, of course, we, we always butcher the different names of the Quix toys. But I believe it is um, the first of its kind of a new Quix model. Can I just say, I can't stay on top of the Quix releases. Like, so many. It seems like one every week. I, I can't keep up either. Right? I mean, how does the collector of Quix stay on top of it? I mean, especially if they're completists. There's just no way to, to purchase everything, right? Uh, it reminds – I mean, you think about, like – I, I, I think for me, Funko is, I guess, an equatable thing for me where I can't keep up. Like the amount of stuff they are pumping out, it's just impossible. And you're right. Quix is kind of getting there. It's it's crazy. Yes. So many releases coming out at a quick clip of Quix releases. <laughs> but anyway, so we, were, we got <laughs> sidetracked. You mentioned he's doing the five points toy for the five points uh, VIP pass. So, yeah, so the, the VIP toy is a Quicks piece. Um, they're teaming up with Martian Toys, and it's I think it's the first, yeah, it's the very first release and launch of this brand new tech figure. It's a Micro Tech 63. It's going to be a three-inch figure, and it's going to be sparkle gold. So um, apparently it's limited to 300 pieces worldwide. Because uh, that's and that's the amount of VIP tickets being sold, and that's the only way to secure this piece is by buying a VIP ticket. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was revealed, and um, in a way, it's not shocking because we know Quicks is kind of blown up in the scene, so it's kind of fitting that it's going to be a Quicks piece. Can I just say it? There's a lot of pressure, it seems, to do the five points VIP thing. Yeah, the bar's high because last year was uh, Instinct Toy did it and they did the Erosion of Molly, and then you got to follow that up this year with something just as good, if not better. And then, yeah, because the pressure of it, that's kind of the the item that's going to help sell the passes. And yeah. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, I feel like they set the bar really high when they did that instinct toy piece mm-hmm. with the erosion, the mini erosion miles I'm like, Oh, wow. So, so yeah, they kind of, <laughs> they kind of created some pressure for themselves there to, to keep it rolling. So I think it's great. It's fitting and it's exciting that it's a new model, um, a new figure that hasn't been out there yet. So yeah, uh, they haven't revealed the full shots yet. Just kind of like a silhouette. We'll have to wait and see what the final reveal is, but that was pretty exciting. And along with the, the VIP toy reveal, since it's coming up hot and fast, I was checking out the vendor list on their website, Gary. Yeah. And um, I was surprised. I noticed that Instinct Toy and Unbox aren't on the list this year. Really? And I was – yeah. And so Instinct Toy, I mean, it surprises me just because they've been there since the beginning. And I know they've always had – They've had a really cool sort of section off in the corner, and it's like one of the few chances to get Instinct Toy at a U.S. show. So losing them really bums me out, especially since they did the VIP toy last year and all that. So maybe it's like still up in the air, but that surprised me. And then I was bummed to not see Unbox just because for me with the whole coin thing they've been doing. I was really hoping to have a chance to finally spend some of <laughs> oh, my coins. Fire. I know. I was going to send you some coins in your package too. <laughs> oh, it's like, I mean, I'll still take coins, but it's like, ah, oh, look, when am I ever going to have a chance to like go up there with my baggie full and slap them down and trade them in? 
You know, I'm looking at the vendor list now, and there's there's like several people that were there in the last couple of years that aren't I, like Kid Robot. I don't see them listed as an exhibitor, and oh, really? I, I I think they were sponsors in the past years, and I don't think they're a sponsor this year. Mm, weird. Some changes, I guess. Well, we're gonna have Clutter on. I, I well, I hope to. Um, to come on before so maybe we can ask him about some of this stuff because i haven't seen a map or anything like that yet but just looking at this exhibitor list it does it does seem like those three aren't are going to be there this year but there are some new ones on here that look i mean litter's work is going to be there that's pretty awesome oh nice uh cory cory's going to be again again there again this year justin ishmael mutant vinyl hardcore mumbot he'll be there so yeah, I mean we've we've lost a few, but we're gaining some really good ones too. Well, and Litter's Works is blowing up because I mean yes. I remember we talked about them at Decon. It was kind of new, but with the God, I I'm gonna butcher it. The Yumisu, Yusumo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I know it's based off an anime, and I'm so sorry, but the Yumisu or Yusumo figure has. <laughs> blown up that's like the hot new thing so it's exciting that they may have that there but they've also been creating a whole bunch of new stuff i'm constantly seeing new toys on their feed so i'm excited for them to be there and i've heard whisperings that wasn't what wasn't it um just on the last episode little hut that yeah that little hut's gonna be there and i am super excited about that because they carry some casting lung stuff. They carry a lot of uh, Shoko Nakazakas with the Seedless and Byron's and all that. So do you I, think I, I many? Hope... So we heard Shoko's doing a show at My Plastic Heart. Do you think there's a chance that someone like Casting Lung might be coming over as well, or Chino Lamb, or some of, some of the other Eastern artists? I don't know. That'd be really cool. I think there's going to be a I lot mean... of news drop this month. I think there's a yeah, lot well, we don't and... know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, we talk about this every time there's a show coming up. The news always flows in, just like like TTE. I feel like all the TTE stuff just like hit us right up right before the event. And the same thing's gonna happen with Five Points. I mean, we'll hear trickles about tickets for sale and the VIP toy reveal and the map will be released and all that. But I feel like a lot of that news of special releases and who's making what and artists coming. That's like we're gonna hear about that anime. I, you know what? I bought you a special shirt to wear at Five Points Fest. And I don't care what you say, you have to wear it. Okay. I might not be seen in photos with you wearing it, but, but you have to wear it. I'm so curious. I feel bad. Other people might not want to take pictures with you wearing this shirt. No, they will. I'm intrigued. They'll get hey. it. It's a very Teresa shirt. All right, I'm up for the challenge. I I hereby commit to wearing said shirt. Oh, you're you're going to commit to it, sight unseen. I, I'll commit to it. Okay. It's not like, okay, well. I don't know if I got like, your size right. Hopefully I did. I, 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 I wanted this to be a surprise, so I took a guess at what. It's a unisex shirt, medium. That's my size. Okay, good. Now I'm, okay, but it's not like, like bad, right? Like, we'll like, to, we'll have to wait and see. Her, like, would my mother, would my mother approve? Uh, no. Oh, I don't think so. Right, Maybe. Also, Here's the thing. It's subtle, and your mom might not even – your mom is probably like you 
and that she would probably be blind to what it is. You'll you'll see it when I give it to you. Okay. I I'm up for the challenge. So I guess uh, we'll see. I'll be wearing a shirt, a fun new shirt. You'll be wearing a fun new shirt. Yep. I, I still really want to do the like fun little clear backpack display thing, but I don't know how it's going to happen. Oh yeah. The STS cool Try coolness. It. Yeah. So. so okay, so you were talking about. Okay, we'll have Clutter come on and we'll talk more Five Points Fest. So let's move on to TTE Thailand Toy Expo that's going on right now as we speak, and. We saw the map for that, and this is the one that's in the Central World Mall in Bangkok, Thailand. So it's in a mall, it's free entrance, but what do you think about the map? Because it's not all centralized in one part of the mall. It seems very um, spaced out throughout the mall. How do you feel yeah, about that? Yeah, it's kind of compartmentalized. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. It's a free event, Gary. Free. <laughs> and it's in a mall. Yeah, so. Yeah. You know, there are storefronts and things they got to work around. So, I mean, logistically speaking, I get that they may not have a bunch of flexibility. So, for me, I'm kind of like, okay, like, whatever. But I think in some ways, it probably is a little bit hard to navigate. Because I think the trickiest thing for me would be how to, like, line up. Like, malls have a million different entrances, how, is there like different lines for different areas and like where do you wait like was there this giant crowd outside the mall and I'm pretty sure there was because actually now that I think about it someone was saying that um there was just like herds of people and I don't think there were any lines or queue numbers like wasn't you remember where they're talking about like the crazy organization that SCAS had with these like lines and like 50 people would go in this waiting room and they'd all get numbers I don't think any of that happened for TTE but again it's uh, this free event in a mall so it's a bit different so yeah it sounds like the logistics are a little tough but for me it's free so it's like eh, I'll take it with a grain of salt it's free what about you <laughs> I would rather pay than ping pong back and forth across a giant mall like this seems pretty spaced <laughs> out I'm old I don't want to walk that much I hear you Oh, no, it, it just it just caught me off guard how spaced it was. But I saw these lines forming in front of H&M and just like, you know, standard mall stores. So that's kind of weird to see. But um, I was going through, you sent me a link to a Facebook group. And I think there's like 800 photos taken from this event. And our guest last episode was Jack from Vinyl Pulse. He's out there doing awesome coverage, a lot of great videos. So be sure that you're following um Vinyl Pulse on Instagram and Facebook, and you can see all the videos. But, Teresa, I can't I, – I said this before. Like I, with the designer toy scene going on in Asia, I really do feel like that old man in a nightclub. There's so much going on in Asia. And when I'm going through this 800 list of photos, I'm really only familiar with maybe 20 25% of it. And I'm doing a weekly podcast. I feel like I'm fairly on top of things. I pay attention. And – I see this list and I feel overwhelmed and unknowledgeable as to what's going on. Do you feel the same? Yeah, no, you're, you're not alone. And I think, I think part of it is certain stuff has bubbled up, right. And gained enough popularity that we're seeing it and stores over here are selling it. Right. So we're learning about the casting lungs and the puckies and the Shogo Nakazawa's, but you're right. Like that, when I found that album, I couldn't, I was like, oh my gosh, like someone posted a crap ton of photos and no joke. I sat 
and I looked through that entire album. So did I. And <laughs> and you're right. I mean, you're seeing stuff you know, and you're even seeing some artists that aren't from Asia that came over to display there. But the there's so much out there that's brand new, and I think it's just. Eh, it's just the product of how things are. I mean, there's there's so much stuff going on over there, and I don't think there's going to be any way for us to keep tabs on it all. You know, I think it's frustrating because I I want to I, I want to feel like we're being informative and get and we just we can't possibly stay on top of everything that's going on out there. I, I was just oh I was truly overwhelmed. Yeah, but on the flip side, I always find it really fun to discover new things. So. It's exciting for me to flip through this giant album, and I mean, it's a mix, right? That I'm like, oh my god, that's really cute. I've never seen that before. And then I'm trying to figure out the artist and see if they have an Instagram. And okay, so, so what are some things that you saw that you liked that you're looking forward to? Oh my goodness! So obviously, there's a ton, and I feel like we could go on and on and on. Maybe we can try to be good and cover um, a variety of stuff, but. Thinking about um, new finds, there were two different companies that caught my eye that I had never heard of. One was called Food Food Myth, and they they do have an Instagram page with a pretty low following, but they had these really cute food figures. Burgers must be in right now. Obviously, they've been in, but it was a really cute pig burger. Yes. So the top bun with like a pig head and the bottom bun was the pig feet and the inside were the fillings. Did you see that? That's I, that's one that I saw. I don't, I didn't know what it was called, but I saw that one. I'm like, I want that. It's so cute. And they have other figures. Like there's a little, um, ice cream cone and like a monkey French fry. And I don't know, like I had never heard of them. And while we're talking food toys, clearly food is, has been a thing and continues to be a thing. But did you notice that, uh, beer, Colorways seem to be uh, a common theme for Tiki. It's yeah, there was a few that I, I noticed. There was, and they look pretty good. The seedless one and the ranging on one, those look really yeah, nice. A... Although I feel like the seedless one had it backwards. I feel like the white froth should have been on the head versus the tail. Yes. And then I saw another one by Unbox was the Ziki Dino. Yep. Which I want to get your opinion on because it actually says beer Dino or Dino beer, like actually written in text on the toy. Do you like that? Okay. Yeah. And well, okay. So the litter's work, uh, Yumasu's we were talking about, they just released one for TTE and it's a peach juice colorway and they wrote peach juice on it. Just like the beer, the Ziki Dino said dino beer. And I don't get it. <laughs> it, it you know, it kind like, of reminds me of those cards that you see on the road with the personalized license plate that says red vet or my car. It's just so obvious. You don't, it doesn't need to be said. So with the stuff written on the toy, is does it is it a turn off for you? Yeah, I mean it does turn me off a little bit because I don't know. I don't need the interpretation spelled out for me. Like yeah. I think it's fun when they do different colorways. Like they did a Pepsi one for the Umasus, and now they're doing like they're doing different drinks and stuff. But like I, I like that it's inspired, but it's like if the Burger Elfie had Burger Elfie written on it or. <laughs> Like, it just, it's unnecessary, right? Like, I I know what it is by looking at it. And even though, like, peach juice might be the drink you're inspired by, like, I don't need that written on there. I just like the, like, just, just have it as is. You know what's weird about this, too, is these are done by Eastern producers, and they're all in English. 
You know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I'm not sure. I mean, even the Martian Toys did that bat release yes. just today. And they had one of the colorways had the colorway name on the shirt. Oh, okay. And so I don't know if that's just a thing. Maybe I've never noticed it before, but I don't know. It seems like this. For me, it kind of feels like a new thing, and I'm not sure why people are doing it. <laughs> That's a new trend. <laughs> I don't know, but like, I don't like if I were to go, like, if you were to go make a burger whooper looper or something, like, I would. Are you going to stamp burger burger whooper? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. It, so it speaking of seem... other food toys that I saw there, you're familiar with Mr. Yoke? It looks like a hard boiled, oh, a little hard boiled egg like guy. The, the angry one. The angry hard boiled egg, yeah. So I don't know which company is doing it, but that is seeing its way to a mini series. And at this time, the original Mr. Yoke, those were resin. Now it's going to be a vinyl mini series of several different Mr. Yokes. So I think that's pretty cool. That is cool. And you know, speaking of other mini series, it seems to be like I don't know, maybe it's the year of the mini too because I feel like we're seeing a lot of figures that were made kind of as a single thing being turned into a mini series. And I saw two other ones that I thought were really exciting. One is, you remember um, Yo-Yo Yang? We've talked about her. She did those bats and now Rabby with Unbox. Yes. She's also been doing another figure called Kenneth the Fox or, or Kenneth Foxes. And I, I'm deducing this purely off a of photo so grain of salt here, but it looks like she's going to get a mini series of her cute little Kenneth Fox figure in a bunch of different um, poses. So like curled up in a ball or like sitting or sleeping. So I'm, my guess is that maybe through Unbox possibly since she's been working with them for her other stuff. Hmm. And then have you ever heard of Otho Friends, Gary? Yeah, that's the one that has like a guacamole kid that you really liked or an avocado kid. Yes. Yeah. So they're little, they're different fruit head characters. There's an avocado, an apple, a banana. <laughs> right. But the avocado one is, is my favorite. It's got this, this super adorable face. But uh, it looks like Avo Friends is in works to do a mini series with Toy Zero Plus of those different characters. Hmm. So everything uh, gets a mini series. You get a mini series. Oh, you get gosh. a mini series. You get a mini series. Mini series for everyone. How do I decide which to get and how to afford? And oh, I'm gonna give you a challenge, Teresa. We're talking oh, about gosh. things that appeal to us. Let's talk about something that you and I necessarily wouldn't purchase that was seen at TTE. Would you say? Okay, well, real quick, real quick. Can we go back to food toys real quick? Oh, okay. Because it's a good topic. Well, back to food toys really, really quick. I do have to say, while I've seen a lot of stuff that I do like, because I think the beer theme is fun and. Obviously, I'm always down for a burger toy, but I found the burger Elfie colorways that the Unbox did a little odd. They did these crazy multicolor <laughs> rainbow giant, like five million patties yeah, stacks. I saw it. And can I just and, can I just say, I don't like it. I I don't either. I'm sorry, Dan. I love you, but it just doesn't look like a burger patties at all. It actually looks like to me, I first thought it was a stack of macaroons. I didn't see burgers in it at all. Exactly. It's like I want my food toys to at least resemble the food that I think it is, is portraying. Like, but who knows? Maybe in Japan there are rainbow colored burger patties. I don't know. Yeah. It, 
like, if anything, it made me laugh. Like, it was, it cracked me up. And I know that different markets have different things. And I probably sold like hotcakes, and Dan would be like, "You're dumb. You're these were awesome." But, but I, I'm, I'm completely on the same page as you when someone's doing a food-based toy. I want it to look like that thing. That's why my favorite, the Elfies that I own that are burger Elfies are the ones that match the color of a burger. And they've done some awesome colorways of like Sprite Elfies that look like Sprite and even the Yumisos where they do the Pepsi or whatever. But I always like it to be like the thing. So I'm never going to be the one who's into purple Elfie burger because a burger is never going to be purple. But there are people out there who are like, oh, that's so cute. I, I love purple. I'm going to buy it. So maybe we're just not the in the market for that. But I thought that was really interesting. And <laughs> yeah, so. Hmm. Okay, now Okay. accept my challenge. Okay, so let's see here. Let me try to think of. Okay, one thing that um, I did see that was getting a lot of chatter was this new course piece that was revealed at TTE. It was this elephant type figure, but it was, uh, I think it's based off a figure called Ganesh, which is sort of like a Thailand symbolic thing. Yeah, it's it's a god <laughs> in the Hinduism religion, yeah. Should I talk to this better? Or is that sounds okay? smart. Okay. Well, yay. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, there was this this figure based off Ganesh, and it's really, really cool. So I, I just sent you a photo of it so you can take a look. But it's just a really fun color palette sitting on a water lily. It's got a nice gradient from kind of yellow to orange to pink. But um, that was revealed, and a lot of people were excited about it. It's a little hard for me to tell what size it is, but it's a really cool figure. So that And it's got, it's got a little man boob action. So <laughs> We like you know. our moves. <laughs> fits in but but yeah i thought that one was really cool um that's a little outside of us what's another you, one that, i know we talk about a lot but um, the Bubu, there was one that i saw and i think it might be you know how they do a lot of collaborations out there between artists did you see the uh it's a solid white labubu but it looks like it has mucky texturing of an instinct toy but then it has the horns on the head like a t9g oh prototype. that peak proto Yes, yes, I saw that. Do you think that's a collaboration between three artists? It might be because you're right. It to me, the fur texture reminds me a lot of Mucky, and it does kind of have because we've seen that Ranger on Labubu previously released that has that horn feature on it. So it it could be, it could very well be a, a three way crossover. I don't know, yeah. but that one is really really cool and. Again, it's it's sometimes hard in all these photos to determine how big these things are going to be, but it looked like it was going to be a pretty hefty piece. Yeah. Did you see the Freeney pieces over there? Oh, there was like a bear brick one, right? Well, there was bear brick and there was also the monkeys that Freeney did. Oh, that's right. And those look amazing. Yeah, those were really, really cool. We were talking about Quicks producing a lot of stuff. I mean, Freeney, he's doing, he seems nonstop. He's hes turning out lots of products out of a bunch of different companies. Yeah. And it's, I mean, its I think it's cool that the collectors of Freeney are always getting kind of the similar approach where it's half dissected. Yeah. So hes he's sort of following in line with all these. And you're right. I mean, we've seen stuff from Mighty Jacks. We're now seeing stuff with Instinct Toy. There's the Bear Burke I mentioned. So, yeah, he's just... 
He's done things that I'm now like he'll post and I'm like, what? How is he going to do that? Like recently he did the, uh, the Mickey hands. Oh, the artist name is escaping me. Oh, the OG slick, the LA hands. Yes. There we go. Oh yeah. Those are friends. I didn't know how he was going to do that. And he pulled it off and it looked fantastic. And it was like a, instead of a half and half, it was each hand cut in half. Yeah, yeah, I liked how he did that. That was really cool. Made it more like a 360 turnaround toy. And he's just, he's always done really great work. But I feel like now, I mean, maybe I'm just appreciating it more because I'm really fascinated by his process and trying to guess how the final piece is going to look. Like he recently did the Chino Lamborghini. I'm like, okay, how's he going to pull this one off? And it turned out fantastic. Yeah, he, it's, he can take anything and dissect it. <laughs> I mean, really. He really can. I mean, huh. it's crazy. I mean, and it's fun too. I mean, if you follow him, he he does other stuff too. Like he recently did a Darth Vader dissected, and I mean, if you look, that is teeny what he was having to do. The size of that and how small. Like, you should go scroll through those photos. It's yeah, I'm not familiar with this one. It's his most recent post. It was for the the whole Star Wars day tomorrow. May the Fourth be with you. But if you go take a look, I mean. This is a teeny figure, and I'm really bad about knowing scale sizes, so I don't know if it's like a one twelfth or whatever. But I mean, that is some minuscule work he's having to do. Phenomenal. So, yeah. I, I know I've said in the past, like, wow, you know, how long can he possibly do this dissected thing? But uh, lately, I'm I'm becoming reinvigorated with it. Like he's just done such a phenomenal job with some of these translations. I'm I'm kind of like back into it. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I'm always curious to see. It's like, okay, what's he gonna, what's he gonna tackle next? Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, speaking instinct toy, there was a really cool um, third colorway they revealed of the ice erosion Molly. Did you see that rainbow glittery version? Jesus, yes, yes, I saw a video of it, and I don't even know how that thing exists. That is the most beautiful shimmery it's like glitter with shimmer i don't know but i i saw a video of it and it was phenomenal but then i saw a video still in that facebook group of 800 pictures and it looked completely different so i don't know yeah. if it's just like a a lighting thing or what but when in the the lighting of that video my jaw hit the floor i i i it was amazing yeah this this thing is it it looks to me like it's stuffed with glitter but also like shaped glitter because if you zoom in and actually um, Instinct Toy posted a few photos to their feed as well, Gary. But it looks like some of the glitter is shaped like snowflakes. So like when you zoom in, it's not just straight up hmm. regular glitter. They've got snowflake glitter and then they somehow have managed. I guess it's probably paint. I'm guessing it's paint applied on the outside, but this really pretty rainbow gradient. And it's not so much like a straight gradient of just like a top down. It's kind of almost watercolory, like mixed and matched throughout the entire piece. Hmm. It, it's so intriguing. That's why I'm disappointed if they're not going to be at five points. Cause that's, I want to see all this right? stuff up close. Uh, and it's, it's, it, it bums me out too, because I always hold off because it's so hard to get their pieces yeah. like at TTE. And this is actually a common thing I'm noticing that TTE did. 
um, that instinct toy followed, but each day they are doing different releases. So day one, they have like five things. Then day two is another five things. And day three is another five things. So it's almost like you would go to the booth for different things each day. And it makes it really hard. Like, and they, they don't do a whole lot of lotteries or sales online. When they do, they're typically lottery style. So you're still just to a chance for it. So when they come to five points, it's just a really nice opportunity to be able to get a hold of their stuff. But yeah, it's, <sighs> I kind of like that different thing each day, each day thing. Really? I would like, well, I mean, I understand the pros and cons of it, but I kind of like, you know, when you go to an event and you go back on, on Sunday and you feel like you've kind of seen it all, it's kind of nice to be able to go back and have something to look forward to. As long as you're aware of it. I think that's the big thing is I don't want a surprise drop on a Sunday and I find out that I missed out on it. As long as and there that, was some heads up that this, the blue one's going to release on Saturday and the orange one's going to be on Sunday, I kind of like that. It's the upfront piece for sure because at Decon, there were things I missed because they were using that model. So they, I didn't know, but they were doing some stuff Saturday and the next day on Sunday they, they put some new things out. And I totally missed it because we've talked about this. It's so hard once you're at an event to be on top of social media. I'm there to be at the show. I'm, I'm not staring at my phone. So I think as more, if someone can be pretty upfront about it, then I wouldn't mind it. But it would be really hard if it were a secret thing just announced while they're at the show. Yeah, I would be bummed if I missed out on something too because they didn't. And they just announced it later the night before the convention. Because you're right, people don't look at their phones when they're in there. Another thing that I saw that Don dated up Karatzer, dated up Dad Dub, or just Don. Or just Don. We can just call him Don. But no, everyone seems to know him as Dadadub. So Dadadub of 1,000 Toys, the TTE, what they had is a this setup where it was called West to East. And they're using this platform to basically introduce some Western artists to the Eastern crowds of all these Eastern conventions that they do. And so the artists they had on display this year were David Horvath, which I feel like everyone knows who that guy is. And some of the other artists were Sad Salesman, Horrible Dorables, and Sword by Jungle. So I thought that was pretty cool that they were doing that. Yeah, it's the whole, like, show the East, us folks from the West, kind of starting to blend the worlds, which I think is good. Yeah. Well, oh, my God, wait, did you see the Candy Bolton, like, giant Bakke Kajura statue? Oh, and it was a chibi. It was a chibi? Did you notice? Yeah. So she's got a new... Um... No, I gotta go look. I don't have my phone in Yeah, the, the statue at her booth with a chibi-fied, well, a blown-up version. She's doing a new version of Baka Kajira in a chibi format. And she revealed it at TTE, and the statue at her booth was like a giant-sized version of it. I completely missed that, because there were a couple things going on in that photo. You know what photo I'm talking about, the one on Instagram? Her statue photo? Yeah, yeah, the one where she's standing in front of the statue and she's wearing this. It wasn't a dress. It was like a it's like a long shirt, and she's kind of yeah. lifting that up a little bit to show some legs. So forgive me if I didn't notice that was a chibi statue in the background. <laughs> I was distracted. Yeah, but like I didn't look at her because I don't. Because you're a girl, Teresa. You don't. I just she was standing in front of the statue showing some leg. I got. Sidetrack. I see your comment now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, both are very sexy and appealing, right? Oh, my gosh. Well, get your head out of the gutter and look at the statue, and you'll notice that it's chibi. It is cute. Okay, I see it now. Yeah. It's cute. It's stubby. So she revealed, or she made the debut of the new chibi version. She had some hand-painted versions, 
that she sold as well. She's I feel like she's got that. She ha- we talked about her unicorn. She has that new Baku figure. She's just a man. busy lady. She's very busy. So I talked to her. I reached out after our last recorded with her. So she wants to come back on, but she's traveling out there in the east right now. So when she comes back, we'll get her back on. Well, and speaking of trying to get west to meet east, um, Martian Toys went back this year, and they did uh, another custom show, which I think is great. And um, they did the Bakumba, which I love that figure. I don't know if you've, you've seen it. It's, uh, I don't even know. Would it be like kind of like an Axolotl-ish? Ish. Um, with like a little skull hat. Yep. I like that platform. That's fun. It's so cute. And I love, like, yeah, I thought it worked really well for customs. I saw quite a few that I, I thought were really, really fun. So, mm-hmm. oh, Gary, you never let me finish. I At the very beginning of this, I was telling you about my new finds, and I was going to talk about the new astronaut one I found, the space one. Okay. Talk about your space toys. So, uh, along with discovering food, food myth, I also came across this company I hadn't heard of called Momo Planet. And they're these super fun space-themed toys. And they all looked so fun. Like, there's, like, a space robot where it's, like, like a little doggy controlling a space suit. And this kind of cute little, I'll call it a mouse, like a blue guy with these big mouse ears. But what's really fun is, like, the helmet is shaped like his head. So the helmet has ear holes. So it's kind of like a mouse head shaped helmet on his head, but it's super fun. Did you see those? I'm looking at it now. They're cute. They're cute. (laughs) I don't have a reaction. It reminds me of so much much other stuff that I need to process what I'm looking at. Because right now, it has exactly has a. It's it's not. It's just the renderings and the colors and just the the overall feel and the shapes does have a very sticky monster lab feel. And I think that's, that's the hurdle I need to get over because when I'm looking at the toys, they're nice, but I'm still seeing sticky monster lab, even though it's not my brains doesn't know how to process this. Wouldn't it be interesting if somehow they were behind it? It was like an offshoot. I would not be surprised. I wouldn't. Yeah, I could totally see it. I thought they were fun. And how is it? Like, this seems like a brand new company, right? And it seems like there's a Momo Planet store coming, and they got more big giant statues. It seems, again, this is what I'm talking about with Asia. I don't know what's popular, what's new. Like, I'm baffled. I don't know. When I see giant statues or something, I'm thinking that's something that's popular. But maybe, like, brand new, unestablished people in, in the East can get giant life-size statues made i don't know i'm just very confused about what's going on it's it's hard because as as we talked on the sts episode we learned that they're off on their own social medias and they are doing things differently and so Mm -hmm. we get a little help when we we see coverage from these overseas events or find some photos or Toy Chronicle writes a post about some overseas toy. We're able to learn about it. But other than that, I mean, how are we to know? I think, that's the, I think that's the case with this account. They're only following their Momo Planet underscore official on Instagram. They're only following seven others. They only have 70 posts and just over 1,500 followers. So 
yeah, to us, they probably seem new, but they're probably huge on WeChat or something. Right. Who knows? Well, and like the like food food myth only has 136 followers so far. Hmm. So, but again, I mean, when we were talking, so originally when I'd look at these, I'm like, okay, that's brand new. But now I'm like, but maybe it's just because it's Instagram. Right? Like, right. I mean, our social media playground isn't theirs. So different, it's hard. different sandboxes. But, but yeah, I mean, we, I feel like we could go on and on and on. I mean, there's another space toy that I've had my eyes on for a while now. It's that, um, really cute Coco astronaut by Kenton works. Right. And, oh, it's adorable, but I'm trying really hard. So you'd be proud of me, Gary. I'm trying really hard to hold out and wait for the right colorway. There you go. They've released like five, six. I'm not even sure at this point. And I'm I'm being good and I'm waiting. I'm trying to wait until I see one and go, that's the one. It's really hard. I won't lie. Speaking of waiting but, for the right colorways, the Map Gray's Dino Kitty, the gray one, saw its first release at 3D Retro over the weekend. And they sold out. So now the I'm a gray, little... The green? The green one, Yeah. And it was like, what, 250 pieces. So now I'm starting to get a I was going to wait for the next, I'm assuming there's a pink and there's, you know, we always assume there's going to be multiple colorways. So now I'm stressed, like that sold out so fast, like maybe waiting well, wasn't so smart. Gary Ham, See, I told you. I'm Welcome not going to fall the... for it though. If I don't get it, the one I want, then fine. So be it. It's, it's really hard to play. It's, it's, it's a hard balance. It is, but I was really excited they finally released it. I did hear that it seemed to have sold really fast online because I missed the original sale time, and I went online to try to find it, and I couldn't even find it. So I think it had already gone up, sold, and been pulled by the time I tried to find it. Yeah, don't pull it. If something sells out, don't pull it because when I go back that night, I want to at least have a sold out over it. Have the same damn image with sold out over it. That way I know what happened. Because otherwise I'm I going to I'm going to 3D agree. Retro and I'm like, oh, maybe it's just not here. I'm searching it. I'm clicking on new releases. I'm clicking on exclusives. I was all over that website and then I finally just came to the conclusion, huh, maybe they just ended up pulling it. So, yeah, if something sells out, leave it up so we know. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah, I actually – that's a really good point because I when I first looked, I actually wasn't even sure if it had gone on gone up online yet because I know a lot of stores – will sometimes do sales in-store first and do online a little bit later. So I thought maybe it was a staggered thing, and that was why I missed it. And then later I read comments that it sold out. So I was like, oh, okay, like I just missed it completely. So, yeah, I agree. I think putting it up and then marking sold out and leaving it up for a bit just to help people out would be yep. a good idea. Okay. So There was lots of other good yep. stuff at TTE that I saw, but uh, let's we're running pretty long. There's one thing I'm going to get your opinion on. And I think you're, sure. you're just the person to ask about it. So did you see this thing about Instagram doing like a beta test to hide likes and putting the focus back on photos? I did. What's your thought on that? And maybe, so, maybe can you explain it better than I just did? <laughs> yeah, so... But yeah, basically, it's this pilot concept. I don't think it's officially rolled out or or 100% going to happen. But the idea is that today, when you go and look at photos in your feed, there's obviously a like count, 
right? So you you can see as you're scrolling through, this already has 100 likes or 200 or whatever. And the thought is that they're going to hide that. So you'll still see it for your posts. So anything I post on my account, I would still behind the scenes be able to see that info. But when I'm going out and looking at everyone else's post, that would be hidden. Hmm. So I can still like it, but it's not going to display there with the photo. It's, it's an intriguing idea. I mean, it doesn't really like for one, I like that I can still see it for my post because sometimes it's just interesting to track that. And sometimes I like to get a feel for the types of photos people might be into or want to see for me. But like when I'm going out to like other posts, I'm not liking them because of the likes, you know, like I going to say like a lot, but I like them because I like them. Right. So I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting idea. I mean, I like the idea that the focus, they're thinking about trying to make the photos more of a focus. It's just, I feel like Facebook in general, since they took over, is doing all their screwy alg- algorithm crap. So I don't know. To yeah. me, it's a small potato kind of thing in the world of all the crazy stuff they've done to this platform. I miss my chronological order. I miss the days before algorithms and ads, but... Um, I think I think the article said they're going to test test it out in Canada first or something. So, who knows? I can't For imagine it's going to be well liked. Like, I'm not, you know, paying attention to likes seems kind of trivial, but it does kind of help gauge what's liked, what's not. And you know, I've always kind of valued comments much, much more. If someone's willing to take the time yeah. to actually type something out, that's way more valuable to me than someone just. I've seen people scroll through Instagram and they, you know, sometimes I feel like they didn't even see the image. They're they're just programmed to double tap. So if someone takes the time to write a comment, I think that's, that carries more weight. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah. So, um, real quick, one more thing. Speaking of Don Datadub, Kratzer, he put together a really cool graphic that shows all the different shows. Um, but it's a lineup of all the different designer toy related events happening this year. It's a really cool visual of all the stuff to come. And I feel like finally this might be the year, Gary. I feel like every other year I'm always like, what is this? What is STS? What is TTE? What is BTS? What is, you know, I'm always confused. I feel like I'm maybe starting to try it. Like, I'm maybe starting fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What am I trying to say? I'm starting to finally get the hang of it. It's sinking in. This is the year. I don't – I can't commit to that because I'm just still really confused by the TTE photos. I do think I'm starting to get a grasp of the Eastern conventions, but I'm now I'm feeling lost more than ever as to the producers and the companies and all the artists involved in the Eastern side of designer toys out there. So I can't commit to that. Uh, I'll, I'll get there though. Maybe, maybe next year's the year of traveling abroad. No, we'll see. I don't know. It's just it's it's really fun to see that visual. We can add that up, but okay. Can we do one more super random thing? Sure. So there was that quick show at My Plastic Heart recently, and I just have to say because we've been talking about Quicks, we were talking about his his VIP and and how he's blowing up. Oh my gosh, they did a live video on Instagram. <laughs> I saw <that>. of the <laughs> auctions. Oh my gosh. So they actually show, like they ended up recording and showing the end of the auctioning. And I know they were letting people submit bids through email and stuff. There's no way though 
they could have participated in the end of that because the dude was a freaking auctioneer going like, I got a 2000, give me a 2200. I got a 2200. Someone give me 2500. I got a 2600. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it was crazy. That dude was Robert Lamuno, by the way. So he did a fantastic job. And if he's not a professional auctioneer, He's definitely, I think, if anyone who watched that live video is going to, he's going to be getting some gigs out of it. Oh my gosh. And the, the, so not only was the experience nuts, but the last two pieces that they auctioned, and again, I'm not even, I can't, I can't remember specifically the names of them, but they were the, um, the, the figure that Martian Toys produces where it's kind of the hands in the hoodie. Right. Uh, Tech 60, I don't know. But the last two figures they auctioned were the craziest. And Gary, did you see what the final prices are were for those? I saw they, like one was, I know one was over 2000 And I think the other one was over 1500 Yeah, it was 1600 and 2040 Wow. That is nuts. That's so I, much money. That's, that's a lot of dough. But the <laughs> event looked extremely well attended. I saw people were lining up for that show the night before. At like 2 a.m., there were three guys in line. And by the next morning, there was another 15 to 30 by lunchtime. So, yeah, it was – people were, were very excited for that event. And I think it got yeah. cleared out, right? Everything sold out? Yeah, it, to, to my knowledge, everything's sold out, and you're right. It had crazy lines. It looked packed the entire time. I'm sure Vin was probably <laughs> sweating dealing with all the crazy. But, yeah, the, the auctions all did great, and kudos. It looks like – I mean, kudos to Blind Plastic Heart and Quicks. It looked like a great show. And now I'm nervous. I'm kind of nervous for this Shoko show coming up before Five Points. I really want to go and, but like, I'm not going to go in line at like 2 a.m. So, hey, <laughs> that's because you're not a flipper. That's why, because you're not, this isn't your business. And, but that's, well, if we stop talking about it, maybe people won't realize what's going on. Or I can just say, like, hey, peeps out there, let's keep it chill. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just show up 30 minutes before. We'll find out. I know. Now, you're so. flying in early just for this. You paid an extra night of hotel so you can be at that show on time. So I hope you well, get something. I know. Well, it's a combination of that show, but also, if you recall, last year was a bit stressful. I had some travel issues trying to get in the day of the show, and I just I wanted to avoid that. So I thought, you know what? If we fly out Thursday and something happens, <laughs> I still got a little bit I, more time. I hope it works out for you. But we're, So we're about to wrap up, so I want to get your opinion on one last thing, and then we can wrap this up. So. Martian Toys today announced this loyalty program they have going on with their customers. And it's just news to me. I read about today. They had this release of a, a new vinyl toy that Martian Toys produced. It's called Midnight Moonbat. It's by an artist named uh, Megan O'Brien. She goes by Nightly Made on Instagram. So this is her very first toy. Martian Toys helped uh, her produce it. And it's a beautiful looking toy. And so with the rollout of this, they announced this loyalty program. And I, from what I can gather... If you purchase this toy, this piece from them, it gives you an opportunity to get a ticket or a pass or something to then partake in a future 
release that Martian Toys does. Like it somehow gets you the ability to purchase it before the general public. And I was wondering, have you read about this? Do you know about this? And what do you think? Like, would it be difficult to coordinate uh, a thing like this? Yeah, it's it's interesting because it. I saw that too, and it's called Loyalty Plus, right? There you go, Loyalty Plus. Yeah. And but it says if you. If you buy a piece, well, buy, I assume they'll do multiple. So if you buy a Loyalty Plus piece, it grants you first access to one future vinyl release. But it's not necessarily the next one. So you can kind of bank it away, it sounds like. Kind of like points almost. That's what I mean. Like, how are you going to track that? Because what if something, let's say this bat one has 100 pieces, right? Then you have to manage 100 people potentially wanting to use their Loyalty Plus at different stages, whether they're using it at five points or a quicks online release. It's just, it sounds great, but wow, I would not yeah, want to it, be Martian Toys to try to manage this. Yeah, I mean, I love the concept. I mean, as a collector, I think it's super fun. I mean, we've we've talked about the Unbox coins and My Plastic Cart has points and like, there's always different loyalty and reward programs out there. So I think it's great. But yeah, logistically, it'll be interesting to see how they manage it and how they'll deal with it. So like they're going to they said that there's a release tomorrow they could use it on. But I don't like how are they going to do that? So they're going to have like a secret link that they send an email to these select people or do they have to like email them within a certain time frame. So yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to manage that, but they, I love, I love the concept. No, same. I like it too. I was just kind of curious like as to what you thought of how they're going to uh, execute this. Oh, here, here we go. Wait, someone commented. I got the, so they bought the, uh, bat and they said I got the bat how do I get early access and Martian Toys said DM us for a link oh okay so it sounds like they're going to go with a special link path yeah no that's interesting I, this is an interesting take on a, a loyalty program so interesting to see how it pans out but Teresa what do you say uh, let's wrap this thing up sounds good to me this was fun I feel like we covered a lot we we covered a lot of ground and we were down a man too so we missed you George yeah, we, we do miss George. I'm sure the listeners definitely miss him too, especially for this week's episode. So um, hopefully he'll come back soon. And then, But until then, how about we wrap this up? So, Teresa, why don't you take a brief moment and let our listeners know where they can find you? Sure. If you all want to find me, check me out on Instagram. My username is tmhawk24. And anyone who wants to know where George went, he hasn't been on for a couple of weeks, but he's still around. You can find him at Double G Toys on Instagram or doublegtoys.com. And I am Gary Ham. You can find me at GaryHam.com. Nope. SuperHam.com. <laughs> or Gary Ham on Instagram. <laughs> so this has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We try to do this every week, not because we have to. But because we want to. So until our next transmission, we're going to sign off. Bye. Bye. Bye.